Hello and welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. I'm your host Luke Eldon and today I'm joined by Sudden Perks and also Mighty Cheam again. How are you doing, mate? All right. Not too bad. Don't know why I got a surname called that. <laughs> I decided name. a full yeah. name, yeah. I didn't want to feel left out, you know. I always full name myself. Full name. He yeah. is. People need to know. How have you guys been during yeah. self isolation? Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I sense perks before uh, that every day basically is just the same day now. So mm. it doesn't. Really, it doesn't even matter what the, what the day light, is or it anything. Gets dark and then it happens yeah. again. <laughs> Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, the, the naming of the days is irrelevant, isn't it, at the minute? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, it is. So, the only like, thing is for you, though, you work on the weekend, so you need to I do, try and remember yeah. when it. But the, re- the, the, the rest of the other days in the week are just. doesn't matter. Just the same. Yeah. So. They are all merging into one, <sighs> aren't they? I mean, yeah, what, what have you guys been playing, though, this past week? Uh, Well, I guess me and you and. I've been playing well. Actually, might as well Gang Beasts. Yeah, played, we had a good game. Was yeah, that was game. funny. Yeah, good need game, to play that game. again at some point. We do. Yeah, definitely. It's really fun. We we need to play a game with all of us. Like, well, I know you haven't got it, but but when I say all of us, I mean the people that have got it. So me, you, my Parry Bros. Yeah, bye guys. <laughs> you'd like <laughs> it as well, but that's the thing you'd really like. The yeah, game. you would like it. It is a fun game. To be fair, like. Especially if you like five people against each other is just really fun, isn't it? So yeah, it's only eleven quid. It's well. a fun game. Yeah, it's on offer at the minute, isn't it? I think for the next two or three days so it's eleven quid. Which so I'd I'd recommend that to the people listening. I I think I think if you've got a few mates you want to play with online, it's a great game. To be fair, yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a laugh. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of like reminds me of the old WWE games in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know just messing mean. about, mashing buttons, not really knowing what's going on, just trying to throw people out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, does sound fun. Yeah, well, so what we? I mean, you've been playing a lot of COD, haven't you? As well. Yeah, I've been playing loads of COD. Um, yeah, multiplayer, a uh, bit of Warzone, Warzone yeah. less these days, but multiplayer. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You know what? Yeah. Well, once yeah. you get playing and in the rhythm of playing COD again, especially the multiplayer, mm. you do realise that the gameplay is very good. I like it a lot. Mm. There's just something satisfying about it. So. Been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with the gameplay. It's just, um, I, I just, I just, just Warzone mainly. I don't like, but yeah, yeah, I just prefer fun. Blackout. But um, I think we all like Blackout, though. To be fair, but uh, yeah, so you've been playing a bit of COD. Uh, I, I started the Final Fantasy VII remake on the PS4. How is that? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, I knew. I, I kind of expected it would be though. I didn't expect anything less, to be fair. I never really played the original, to be honest with you. I think I played the original maybe for like an hour or something, like years ago. Yeah. So I just couldn't get past the blockiness and the horrible pixels. <laughs> the fact that the characters just look absolutely dreadful. But it was made on a PS1 997, so no surprise there. But You can have yeah, no the such remake, complaints yeah. these days. No, no, no. The remake does a good job, obviously, visually and stuff like that. Um, the gameplay's really fun. The music's great, as you'd expect from a Final Fantasy game. So... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I played about six hours of it, so a long way to go, obviously. <laughs> yeah, know, six hours game, in a JRPG it? is uh, nothing really. So yeah, and I've been I've, I've been playing quite a bit of Gears Five as well. Um, I know you played a bit of that with me, haven't you, this week, Luke, as well? 
Okay, so I've still uh, I really like the gameplay, but again, the map's terrible. Oh, the maps <laughs> let it down so much. I mean, they really dropped the ball, didn't they, with the maps on that game? Because the gameplay itself is great, but I mean, they just don't know how to make good maps. The coalition, it seems, because even the gears formats are pretty average. I um, feel like the gears maps are less and less memorable with each <clears throat> installment in the yeah. series. They actually are absolutely. The first ones, yeah, they're uh, still the best to this day. Yeah, because we played we played a bit of Ultimate Edition this week, haven't we? As well, or last yeah. week, uh, and you, the, the difference in the maps is just. You know, you go from like canals, war machine, you know, stuff like that. Mansion. And mansion to what what the like some of the horrible maps that's, on Gears Five. Sun it's map. <laughs> Icebound and Vascar and Oh, oh my god, you remember maps. the names. I, I cannot the, yeah. remember the names. I've played of a lot of Gears them. Five this week to be fair. <laughs> but uh, they're bad maps, they're just really terrible. So it's a shame because if you just I said to you didn't I and all of that, I wish you could just plonk the, the ultimate maps into Gears Five. Mm. Because it'd just be so much better, but I unfortunately, that's not the case. But, but I guess uh, they've got to try and move away from it one day. Can't keep relying yeah, on the same old I mean, maps. I get that, the only problem is that their new maps are crap. So, but it's not even a subjective thing. Like the Gears Five maps are objectively bad. I mean, you go on like the Gears forums and people say the same thing. They're just bad maps. So yeah, so they no definitely need to them, change so. that. How about you, Perks? What have you been playing this week? You've been playing Destiny been... still. Not so much. It was a rough weekend of trials last last time out. So I've been mainly playing FIFA, and I've just I don't know. Every time I play FIFA, I've been timely reminded that it's terrible, <laughs> and I don't really know what I'm doing. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to try and nip that in the bud this this coming week, maybe, and buy give that a miss and put it back in the retirement home that I've already put it in about five times. Exactly. So, put, put that yeah. away, buy Gang Beast, play Gang Beast, and next week we can talk about it. There you go. Yeah, that's there you go. Solution. <laughs> £11 solution to the problem. So you, are you actually being serious now, Perks, in terms of Destiny? Like, actually is getting to the stage where you might have to like retire from the game or something? Not retire from the game, but obviously like you guys know my living circumstances have changed and I can't yeah. play it as seriously as I could do before. So it's like the, the competitive side in Trials has taken like a it's just fallen off a cliff. It's nosedived as badly as you can imagine. Marty wanted this day to come years ago. <laughs> yeah. This is the day that should have come five years ago. <laughs> yeah, when Destiny 1 released. Yeah. When you when you hit the cap on the original Destiny and realise I'm just grinding for light to get like a, a weapon that's got one extra damage for 4,000 hours. That's sort of the point where most people pack it in. That's not really how the game's ever been, but okay. <laughs> it, it's um, oh, it it's, it's strange though because the game is in pro- like is it not just for a competitive sense. It, it's probably in the worst place it's been in quite some time now. Couple that with not being able to play as seriously as I could before. It's it's like double whammy in terms of a lack of interest. Bungie failing seems like uh, I was going to say that. Room. I was going to say it seems like the Activision split might not have been as uh, welcome as people were cheering about it when it first happened mm. no i mean we're three seasons into the the first sort of set of four in terms of the new way of delivering content really since bungie have been out on their own and i, I don't think they've progressively got worse with each one but this one is notably bad so yeah i, I think they're definitely struggling i don't really know where this leads to because we're not we're not going to know how how it stands up until we get what happens in the fall because each fall is is their big hit in content and with COVID-19 having an influence as well and they're all working from home anyway there's very few members of staff left in the studio as far as we we know I don't think it's going to be a great 
mid to end of year for Destiny 2 and I don't know really what that means for the future of Bungie but I think it's going to hit them quite hard <laughs> I mean look at the player drop off rates for each DLC like it's got to the point where there's only about 200 people left and we're speaking to one of them <laughs> yeah I mean there's only one major major content drop a year and that's when it spikes and obviously then a, a few weeks maybe a month then it, it does drop right down again there's yeah, more but... players now than there has been previously with, with that instance because of New Light and obviously the game's free to play at a base level with so it's it's more accessible than it's ever been before, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's better than it has been before. I do feel like it is now less in the mind share of gamers um, than it ever has been, to be honest, though. Because even the Taken King, like I wasn't really excited about it, but I heard about the DLC. The Shadowkeep DLC or whatever it was, the most recent one that came out, didn't even know it existed, which pretty much sums it up. Like I saw no advert for it, not even on the store. Not even like a little banner on the Xbox or anything like that. Like I literally didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I, that'll I, be because I, of I the can't really comment for that. I can't remember when when Shadowkeep was, but that's, I mean, so you were just going to say they're going to obviously have a lot less finances mm. putting forward um, into the the ad- advertising space. So, like, if you remember I, rightly, with I, I remember with the Taken King, the advertising for that was insane. Like, because about it was their first proper DLC. I get that, but. I do remember it being plastered everywhere, The Taken King, like literally everywhere. And that was obviously in the heyday of Activision when they were still high on Destiny. Yeah, um, it was the same with Forsaken though as well. They did the yeah. same with that. And Shadowkeep was obviously their first one, quote unquote, out on their own. So yeah. you, you can definitely see a difference if you look back, but I don't think it's quite as drastic as like not being advertised. It's just a lot less prominent. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh there's what we've been playing in self-isolation. You guys will have to let us know in the comments below what you've been playing, and obviously we hope you're healthy and doing well as best you can in these circumstances. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can bring some bit of entertainment with the topics we're going to talk about today, because we're going to jump into the first one, and that is PS5's controller. The Dual Sense has been revealed. Um, Sony has revealed the DualSense PlayStation 5's new controller that will bring a sense of touch of P- to PS5 gameplay. This was announced on the PlayStation blog, and it will be much of what gamers love about DualShock 4, which will be kept intact, whilst all the, also adding new functionality and refining the design. Um, apparently, touch was a big inspiration when designing the DualSense, and haptic feedback is one of the ways this new controller will help bring the PS5 games to life. So... We'll throw up an image on the YouTube video for those who haven't seen it, but we've all seen it. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I, well, I think I'm kind of, I'm in mixed minds with this controller because, <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't like, in terms of the colour of the controller, the colours they put I don't like at all. I think the multi-tone colours are just weird. Mm. It's just a weird way of doing a controller, like the bottom half being one colour and the top half kind of... Well, two-thirds of the controller is one colour, and I'd say a third. The bottom bit is a different colour. It's kind of weird. Like I'm not quite sure why they've decided to do it like that. I do like the look of the controller in terms of how I think it will probably feel and how it will play play out when you've got it in your hands. It seems more comfortable mm. than the DualShock 4. Uh, I think that was a universal thing that most people would accept, that it just... It looks a more robust controller. If you've looked at some of the side shots of the controller, actually, I mean, it's an easy thing to say now, I guess, but it just looks more and more like an Xbox controller to me every time I look at it. Um, I wonder why they've gone for that. Learning from the best. (laughs) Well, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we, we, you know, that is probably the best thing to do. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them sort of thing, isn't it? So, Wasn't that um, a tagline from Viva Pinata? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, well, a long time ago. Again from That's what I've been playing ago. in self-isolation is Viva Pinata. Yeah, throw it back. Underrated cult game back in the day. Bring it back. It was. Get a, come on, Microsoft, get a Viva Pinata 3 out. But, uh... Yeah, I I think this controller in general is going to divide opinion like all controllers tend to do. I, I've seen some sort of Sony fanboys lauding it as, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread and stuff like that. I've seen people obviously... calling it sexy, and I yeah, do not no. think it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've said, I think the funny thing is all the memes of like, you know, I mean, you sent you sent one, didn't you, Luke, to the group, I think, the one with uh, uh, someone in like, in the, in the what was it, in the, someone in clothing it looks like the controller or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a black sexy nightwear. Like here yeah, you it's go. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, quite it's really funny. Weird. It does look like though if you look at it. Like oh yeah, that, the colours that, though. They I don't proper ruin that for me. Have you guys see, actually seen those? Some of the the actual colour mock-ups that people have done. Some of them actually look really good. Like the no, ones where people have made it all in black and actually coloured in the buttons and stuff like that. It looks way better. Like yeah, that. I mean, I have no so. doubt that it will. I mean, I think. You know, the main thing to take from this for me personally, I mean, my biggest gripe was with the PlayStation 4 was the DualShock 4. I mean, it's an improvement on the DualShock 3, but still, to me, like a very uncomfortable controller. Um, obviously, I'm on the like larger hand scale, so I think that's why, like personally, I found it so uncomfortable to use. But this one seems obviously like, you know, it's gone a step step beyond again. It's a, It's a lot bigger, so... Hopefully it'll be more comfortable to hold, obviously for my own sake when I'm playing um, you know, the, the exclusives that come out on the console. But mm. I think sort of some of the things that I've been seeing are, are embarrassing really. Like Sony again coming out, making out that haptic feedback is a big innovation when it's been in the Xbox One controller since twenty thirteen. It's kind of embarrassing. I mean yeah. I, I get that you're gonna have it and and I mean, personally we've all used the Xbox controller for God knows how many years. Have, have we noticed haptic feedback or thought that it was good, a good feature in any game? I mean, it's nice to have, but they're making out like it's some revolution that's going to change gaming because you can feel the bloody crossbow vibrating when you pull back the, the back of the trigger. So it's just kind of embarrassing, mm. to be honest. Yeah, it's just a gimmick for me. Yeah. A lot of these things are. It's like, um, it's the same way on the Xbox, though, how they're like, they were showing off their like share button. And it's like, yeah, but there's been a share button on the DualShock 4 since 2013. It's like, you know, I, all these things that they try and make out like, oh, never been seen before, a share button on the Xbox controller. And it's like, well, ah, doesn't it? That's been seen before. I mean, you know, it's a bit silly, really, all these little gimmicky things they try and do and make up they're new. But it, um, it's good, isn't it? I mean, it's pro consumer. Like, we're actually seeing companies learning from each other and yeah. copying the things that work in each other's console but yeah, exactly. I think the one thing that Sony will never copy is uh, asymmetric sticks I don't know I'm going to yeah. get shot down in the Probably. comment section but I personally find them a hundred times more comfortable and I think a majority of gamers who actually use both do oh, find that set more comfortable as well. I was thinking maybe the, the controller was called DualSense it was going to be the one in a million chance that they made a version with asymmetrical sticks but alas my dreams have been thwarted again. <laughs> yeah. that, that's been the last that. bastion, though, for them of like, this is actually mm. a PlayStation controller. I think if they went asymmetrical, then it's just. Then they are just releasing an Xbox controller full stop. Yeah, yeah I'm just not sure they'll ever point. do it. I don't think they'll ever do it, Marty. I think they're, they're stuck with that for, forever now. I just. Because they, they can always offer their sort of. Um, 
third party alternatives, can't they, with the offset sticks? Because there was a few offset PS4 controllers uh, that were third party made. I think actually there might have even been a first party like licensed one or something as well. But they're never they're never going to have their main Jules Shocker or Jewel Sense now, as we've got to call it. Not Jewel well, Shock. Those third party controllers that you mentioned there, though, like I, I used every single one. I used the Razer ones. I used the Nikon one with the asymmetrical sticks. Yeah, they're just like they're not as good they're not like and, and I don't really want the additional features because every third party controller that has asymmetrical sticks also is a pro controller it's like I don't yeah. really want the additional features I just want an asymmetrical controller for the PS4 why is that so so much to ask and the reason that they don't do it on the Xbox by the way if people you know there may be people who are thinking of buying an Xbox and like symmetrical sticks I'm pretty sure Sony have actually trademarked um, the symmetrical stick design so they can't really oh, make third-party controllers for for the Xbox with symmetrical sticks. But you know, you can go wild on the on the PlayStation. You can make a third-party controller with asymmetrical sticks, and and people do. It, it's just yeah. nice to have that 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 um that choice. Really, you know, I'm not really dissing one controller. I understand that the DualShock Four is more comfortable for some people, but it'd be nice to have that option on both consoles because I really use after like an hour. My hand cramps so much, and I've got literally no choice. I have to use it. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Did you ever use the uh, Elite controller for the Xbox? Yeah. Uh, like, was, was that a major improvement from the normal one? Or was it not much different? <laughs> not really. The, it was nicer materials, but the build quality was quite bad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know that in the early days of the Xbox, a lot of the controllers had persistent problems with stick drift. Like a lot of controllers yeah. after like six months got drift. They vouch for that. Yes, and the yeah. Xbox Elite the controller was stainless steel on the outside, but the internals were the same crappy plastic. So you still got the same like stick drift issues and stuff as hell. Because you had these rubber grips that sort of like all started to wear off. And obviously uh, it still had the same issues with the, the bumpers and the sticks being prone to failure. So a, a nice controller, yeah, but I don't think it was worth like 150 quid just for reliability issues more than anything. Well, I mentioned yeah, it because they've obviously, nice. yeah, they brought this like version two out of the Elite, haven't they, as well? So I was just wondering, is that supposed to be like any like a better upgrade in terms of components and stuff like that? But I'm not, not sure, sure on that one. If yeah. anyone's using the Elite V two, comment yeah, in, the, uh, in the section below. <laughs> Tell me if it yeah. actually works and doesn't break after three months, like the original one. It's funny though, isn't it? Because these controls we use now on the Xbox One are going to work on the Series X. It's a so nice it's, feature. It is a nice feature, but uh, although I think we'll probably all want to use the new one just to yeah, just but it's to good to have the backup, isn't it? Because yeah, I went yeah, through I mean, two anyway. Xbox One controllers at the start because of stick drift. Well, it's good anyway because you know a lot of the time when you buy a new console, you only you don't want to pay an extra like fifty, sixty quid for a second controller if you know someone comes on to your house to play or you know what I mean. So it's kind of good having a, you know a backup second controller anyway. Yeah, I would no, imagine I agree, they're yeah. going to feel very similar anyway. They're yeah, not going to be too far similar. away from what people have accustomed, um, like been accustomed to in the last like few years. So, I mean, I think uh, if you look at the Xbox One controller, name, but that's pretty much yeah. it. If you look at the Xbox One controller, that, sorry, not the Xbox One, the Series X controller. I mean, it looks a little bit different in terms of design, but it might feel a tiny bit different. But they don't really it. it's, apparent, it's apparently um, a, bit, a bit smaller. Like, that's the main difference. Yeah. Is that it's um, 
significant well I, I don't not significantly smaller but i'd say probably like 10 15 percent smaller than the xbox one controller because i know that was a that was a barrier for some people they found the controller too big and it is quite a hefty controller yeah so does that mean that the ps5 controller is, could actually be bigger than the Maybe. or at least the same size which is an interesting one because i know you've always said you prefer the bigger controllers so um, I don't know. I uh, I always find actually that you mentioned. I never really thought about the Xbox One controller being too big, but whenever I've swapped over to play my PS4, you do mm. realise a big difference, don't you? Yeah. Just when you're holding the controllers, the PS4 one's so light. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a featherweight, and the Xbox yeah. One's there with the heavyweight. Yeah, I so. actually prefer having a bit more weight to it though. Mm. But I play more of the Xbox, so that's probably uh, why. I do think the PS5 controller to me it looks more weighty, doesn't it? It looks like it's going to be heavier, which, and I don't think that's, I, I don't know, yeah, I agree. I think if you asked, I would imagine most people probably do prefer a little bit of weight to the controller because it just, I don't know, I think it feels better then in the hand and you have a bit of weight. So if, if you've got something that's like featherweight, it's almost like, I don't know, it just kind of feels a bit weird. I think yeah, what we're all going for it. here is like, let's find a balance. We don't want it to yeah. feel like you're yeah. holding nothing and no. you don't want a brick either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's so weird that little, like, Stud was going to touch on with the feeling of just having, like, you've got nothing in your hand. It's weird when you're yeah. gaming. It is I don't weird. know why, but it just feels so weird. But yeah, I don't know, definitely. yeah. I, I must admit, just touching back with the design of the PS5 controller, I really don't like it. I really don't <laughs> like it. And I usually color, like, are you talking about the colours now? Are you talking yeah. about the actual yeah, yeah, the colours yeah, I mean, yeah, colors visually game. it doesn't look good. I don't know like, how they landed think. on that specific like style of two tone. Like it, it just looks crap. It looks cheap, doesn't it? it? All, like yeah, I said before, literally all the mock up ones that you've seen of other people is like, oh okay, why why wouldn't it have been that? Like I almost feel like this was their first like prototype of it and they were like, Yeah, you know what, we'll leave it that way. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, uh, one for you, Eld, is uh, I don't know if you've seen the mock-up of the Spider-Man PS5 controller. looks really nice. If they did that for like no, Spider-Man 2, you'd but want that controller because it looks really good. I can imagine I would like that. However, yeah. I must admit, though, I mean, I, I do think I will like that when I seen it, see it, but if someone would have said to me, oh, the PS5 controller would be black and white, essentially, yeah, you'd be like, I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like those colours, you know, mixed. And, uh, yeah, I just do not like this. It's... No. Especially after seeing that vest joke. Yeah, you can't unsee it. it. You can't unsee it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually can't. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's kind of off putting, that, isn't it? I, it I don't is. like that either. Um, but yeah, I think with the with the with the PS5 controller though, I I just think I think we're all in an agreement. I think it would have been just better doing black. Why not just have a black controller with the buttons coloured in? I, I actually that's one of the things that annoys me most: the fact that the buttons aren't coloured in. Like mm. no PlayStation controllers ever have that. Weird. It's really strange. It's like that's one of the main features of the console: the buttons, like being coloured. You guys might disagree, but the buttons to me, I can't remember the name of the style, but they look like you know the graphic style of the Walking Dead Telltale series. They look like that, like the cartoony cell shaded. Yeah, they look like that to me on that picture anyway. And it looks like um. And I know you've got the same controller puts. It's like on this blue X. I don't. I don't like the fact that the buttons aren't coloured in. It annoys me. Yeah, we do have the same one. It, it's a bit strange. I think like familiarity. Used to it, it's, obviously. It's not. Yeah, it's not like you need to look at the colours no. when you're a regular gamer. On on the blue one, it's got that little almost like D pad of colours, hasn't it? In yeah. Between. It's got like you. the the four <laughs> dots, just in case you did yeah. get confused, which is, I guess, a 
different take on on design but i I don't see the hardship man like make it clean cut just just color the buttons like it's not that difficult no no it's kind of annoying to be honest (laughs) it is we should mention as well though it does have a headphone jack so you can just plug in yeah mic I think they mentioned that because there was some confusion. I think people were, because they didn't mention it originally, people were thinking like, oh, can you only use like a certain type of, but I mean, it makes sense. Why would you not have that? Like, I mean, it'd be ridiculous to not have that in the control. I mean, they, I know in the original Xbox One control, they didn't have it, did they? Which was no. ridiculous. And but, they still suffer because of that sometimes. No, it's so stupid. I mean, if anyone tried to do that now, make a controller with their own proprietary only headsets, I think they'd be absolutely slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a snidey little marketing thing that backfired very quickly. So I'm glad to see that's yeah. in the bin these days. I think, yeah, um, I think the main take from all of this is how much of a mindshare Sony still have on the gaming industry that, you know, they literally just show a picture of the controller and people are losing their bloody minds. Oh, well, it's just always the way with Sony, isn't it? They they just have that mindshare at the minute. Uh, that might change next generation. Who knows? I, don't, I mean, I don't think it'll change too much. I think Sony are always going to be on top to be honest with you, from now on in um, but it's interesting isn't it with the black and white control just final point I was going to make that uh, is this hinting that the console is going to be sort of multicoloured I mean it'd be weird wouldn't it it'd, black it'd be weird white if it wasn't if that's the if that's the standard controller that mm. comes with the console it'd be strange if the console wasn't white or yeah. at least in part white yeah yeah, it almost needs to be a two-tone console, otherwise that's going to yeah. look really off. Like for people who have like nice, sleek, smart setups, that's going to look bizarre. Mm. I think I just prefer, I, like, in terms of just design, I think I just prefer the Series X design. To be honest with you, you know, if, so if, far, yeah, so far we haven't seen the consoles to PS5. But if they go in with the multi-tone or two-tone colors, I, I just don't think I'm going to prefer that over the Series X. But you know, I could be wrong. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, why are they releasing these things in, like, stages? When are they going to just show us the console? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's a strange one. I just want to see the console, that's it. Surely yeah. surely it must be ready to, to, for us to, the world to see. Yeah, I guess it just depends on them, doesn't it? It depends what they want to do. They, You know, they've got all these marketing gurus and stuff like that telling them probably when to do and stuff like that, so... Bloody drip feeding. Yeah, they probably think that's the best way to do it, so... I, th- I don't think it'll be too much longer. I think in the next month or so, we'll probably see it. Mm. I assume, but I could be wrong. It could be, but you know, we we will see. Time will tell. Got to get that in on this show. Time every week. will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> like we always say. Um, but we'll move on to topic number two, and that's uh, Google Stadia is free starting from today, which that was in the article. So what was that? Maybe a couple of days ago. Um, the pro subscription will be free for two months if you want to jump on it. And the pro users can claim Destiny 2, the collection, Grid, um, Gilt, Gilt, G-Y-L-T, not sure how you pronounce that, Steamworld Dig 2, Steamworld Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh or something, <laughs> Serious Sam collection, Spitlings, Stacks on Stacks, in brackets on Stacks, and Thumper. So, I mean, there's a massive is array a of games there. <laughs> yeah, what a great list. I mean, everyone should be flocking there, obviously. The enthusiasm that you have, uh, the enthusiasm when you were listing those games is the exact amount of enthusiasm that I've got for Google Stadia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, almost, it, it's almost unbelievable 
how bad that lineup is for what they're going to offer, isn't it? It's like actually unbelievable that that's all they're offering for that. For well, what is it usually eight ninety nine a month? Is it seven ninety nine a month? Something like that. That's yeah, the that. pro version, Awful. man. Like that is the <laughs> just <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's not even the entry level of Stadia. Yeah. It just—it's absolutely bizarre. Well, I think it's the nice thing we to see they're doing the world a favor during these pressing times. Here you go, guys. Play some great games for free. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the thing we also have <laughs> to mention. Games. The thing we also have to mention is that you know when you get uh, Google Stadia Pro, you still have to buy the games. It's not like it's a subscription. Not obviously not with those free games that you no, get. No, you get these the lovely, list, but you lovely have to games. Buy the other games. Yeah. You have to buy every other game. It's like, well, if you want to play a decent game, you have to buy it's it. Awful. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. Like it is rubbish. That's what it is. Like there's no there's no other word for it. To be honest, it's just garbage. And, I mean, can we not mention the most important fact? The, the the fact that you can't play this unless you literally have the best internet connection in the world because. Yeah. At the moment, especially with isolation, I don't know if everyone else is in the same boat, but my internet's turned to mush because everyone's oh, yeah, on the down. internet all day. Yeah, so 100%. how on earth are you going to be able to stream games consistently from your house? I mean, you're literally going to have to be paying like 200 quid a month for internet. So, And if you've got that much money, you probably don't really want to buy Google Stadia because you've probably already got a console. So, you know. Yeah, very true. I just don't I get how Google have put this together with how big Google is, how they've turned around and thought this was a good package, Google Stadia as a whole, like, yeah, pay monthly, but you have to buy the games as well. Like, what what kind of service is this? It's, it's so weird. Well, well, what they've done, obviously, with the doing this two, three month thing is, you know, it is a good thing because, you know, you could say it's a, it's a nice thing to do while people are at home and in isolation, but I also think it's probably a clever marketing strategy because they know they're struggling. I mean, they clearly must know they're struggling. You know, they're not struggling for money. Obviously, it's Google. They'll pump as much money. They could probably lose. Oh, this is failing though. And yeah, not be affecting. Oh no, they Which won't is, pump as much yeah. money as they can into it. They don't back a dead horse. If this like that doesn't trick up in yeah, the next like year true. or so, it'll just be binned off. But my point is, is like this is a good strategy for them to. This is like a last resort strategy. Offer it for free and hope that you know they get somehow get a decent audience that. That forget you know, to forgets, cancel. Forgets, forgets <laughs> yeah. to cancel, which is, I mean, that's how Netflix enjoys most of its success, to be fair. So it's a strategy that has worked in the past and continues to work for Netflix. But I just don't think it'll work for Google Stadia because I think most people will probably try it. Well, no, most people won't play it. The minority of people that try it will play it for a couple of days. And <laughs> it's go, terrible. Garbage list. I mean, no, it doesn't make any sense, though. You know, everyone's stuck at home, right? If you're a gamer, if you are a gamer stuck at home, you already have a gaming PC or a console. So why would you invest in a streaming service, which its main benefit is, you know, you can play games on the go. Like, you're not going to stream games on your main TV. Well, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to any of us. Um, I doubt it'd appeal to, like you were touching on, most gamers. And if they were going to try and appeal to gamers, they had to give you a better list of games than that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Who's jumping over to play some of them? Steam will dig no, two. No, I mean no one. I'll give it. Yeah, a yeah, I just don't know why. Like, it's not even just like just it's it's the entire list as a whole. It's like it's just not a good list, is it? There's no, there's nothing standard. I mean, Destiny two fine, but that game isn't that game free on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC anyway. Yeah, the over half okay, of it's the, the base game, game is free yeah, to play. But, yeah, it does include yeah, some of the DLCs it, as well. So. 
I have no idea. I have no I idea what, what this is. Like this is like <laughs> the the best time for them to do something pro consumer, and they've done it in just it's just garbage. Like what is the point? At least come to some sort of deal with with some of the other games and the publishers and the devs that you've got on board, and have a better library for the pro for the uh, pro service for the two month period. Mm. Do something. Perks. What they've it's it's horrible. Like you touched on. It's the pro service. Yeah, pro, pro. apparently. Yeah. yeah, like after the two-month I mean, period, fair enough, they go away, and if you like the games, then you can try and trick people into buying them, but my God, well, like, I, this is just so bad. Look, all I have to say is, I mean, you and you know, you go on PlayStation and get the PlayStation Now service for whatever it is a month, eight nine nine a month. You go on Game Pass and get that service for eight nine 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 a month, whatever it is. You look at the difference between what games they're offering and then Google Stadia. It's night and day. I, mean, it's, I actually thought when I first heard of Google Stadia and the concept, I thought it would be like Game Pass in the sense of well, yeah, the subscription I mean, I and you so. get like a good library of games. I thought Google, you know, big backing, obviously. They could probably get these games, a lot of the games on there. What what it's turned out to be is it's, it, it's a farce. What it's, it's literally the worst game is what we service. speculated it would be. Like, sorry, so to speak over you, but it's like everything That's that right. we talked about in our preview and our like what we imagined our first impressions to be way back when it was first announced and when it first launched. Everything that we were pessimistic about has come true with Stadia. Mm. Mm. It just has no way back. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, I, does it? it? They'd have <laughs> to pump in a lot of money and somehow turn the tide, but it doesn't feel like they will. Who are they appealing to? That's what I'd ask. Who is it they're appealing to? I mean, they can't possibly be appealing to Xbox gamers. They can't possibly be appealing to PlayStation gamers. Nintendo gamers, no, they're not going to bother with a service like Stadia. Come on. I mean, who are other PC gamers maybe, but why, why would they jump? Things like that. Why would they bother? Like, it's, I don't, I just they don't already have libraries to. that they've paid for. They are not going to download a, a client like Stadia and then pay again to re-own games that they've already paid to own it it's senseless yeah it really uh, is and then you can only stream don't forget so yeah, yeah. that goes yeah. off rest in peace yeah like it's great exactly. if you live in, in certain parts of the usa and you have like a i don't know like a thousand whatever megabytes or a gigabyte of internet like that's great but for the standard people who are running maybe like i don't know between 20 and 70 meg somewhere in that category mm. It's just not solid enough, like because you're going to fluctuate every now and then, and if you drop from like the higher tiers into the mid to the lower tiers of Stadia, it, then it's useless. You're streaming something that's completely unenjoyable. It's not worth doing. They've they've dropped it way yeah. too early. A service like this. I mean, I know the service itself is terrible, but like you were touching on with the streaming, they've dropped it before internet speeds have even caught up to I'm something just not like this. Sure. Pointless. I'm just not sure that a streaming-only service will ever work because the difference is Xbox and PlayStation, that they're investing in streaming services as well, obviously, but mm-hmm. they're always going to have uh, just other methods of downloading games. or whatever. They're never going to go fully streaming. There's no way they're ever going to go fully streaming. They're going to always have both options. So why would you not go with the, the company that's got both options? Why would you just choose Google said it's got only one option? It just makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. sense. And I just want to touch on something as well. You know, with the Destiny 2 being on there, Perks, if you jumped into Destiny now as well, aren't you, like, going to struggle to even play the game properly because you're so far behind other players? To an extent. I mean, you do get caught up to speed pretty quickly. So it's not as bad as it used to be. 
You're no, it's not right. like you join the game and you're at like complete base level and you can't catch up. Within a few hours, you're at a reasonable level. You're obviously still not going to be able to play the game to its full extent, but you're not quite locked off as much as you were in, in previous years. But, I mean, even so, I mean, Destiny is a commitment of a game. It's not like pick up and play, let's try this out. You have to really buy into it. So for that to be their main game on there, as much as I enjoy Destiny, that that's a miss. Like that's not a, a good selling point of Stadia right now. No, I, yeah, I don't know if they thought it would turn people to Stadia, but I don't think it will. Um, I because I just remember back in the day, obviously when I said to you, oh, "I might jump into Destiny," and you just said, "Oh, there's no point. It's too late." <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's the nature of it. You're gonna be. <laughs> You're going to be so far behind like, the, thing, the PVE content, like, and PVP is difficult because you're running against people who play daily and have like spec builds and stuff. So mm. it, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience fresh off the bat. Maybe, hey, maybe after the two months when you've like become fully accustomed to the game and like achieve what you need to achieve to to enjoy it further, then yeah. But to download right now and and expect to have fun right at the beginning, it's probably unlikely. Yeah. That game, it was literally a case of you had to start with day one or else <laughs> you were never keeping up with anyone else. So, I mean, it was just, I, mean, it got wor- I think it got worse it went along until obviously they started implementing the whole, oh, you know, when you start now, you automatically got upgraded to like level 20 or whatever it was back in the day and mm. the light level would automatically go up and stuff like that. But before that, it was absolutely awful. Like, it was dreadful. Like, there was literally no point if you hadn't started on day one. Yeah, like many so, other games, like like if you take a yeah. break or if you miss the boat at the beginning, that that is not a fun experience whatsoever. No. Yeah, and it can be hard so. to catch up, that's for sure. Um, but we will move yeah. on to topic number three. But before we do, make sure you give us your thoughts on Google Stadia. Let us know in the comments below if you guys tried it yet. Is it any good? Probably not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll predict it's not. So, yeah, just, 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 get the tomb, just get the tombstone I'm ready sh- for it and move right. on. <laughs> I'm sure we will get a comment. We'll definitely get a comment with someone saying, you don't know what you're talking about, you guys, it's awesome and all that. I can imagine that. But yeah, oh, They should know. have a WWE awesome. Buried Alive match with OnLive and Google Stadia. <laughs> yeah. And they both lose. Knock each other out with shovels and just both fall in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be up for that. But yeah, yeah, there's probably will be like the Google intern out there who has to go around on YouTube videos and tell everyone how good it is. But yeah, yeah. Oh, tell us, tell us why. If you are a fan, tell us why. I'd love a justification as to why it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I mean, you can you can guarantee like Google are listening to this. So. <laughs> well, yeah, when are they not? Platform, so yeah. you know. And they love Checkpoint Reach podcasts, so yeah, they'll be devastated yeah, yeah. to hear that we don't like Stadia. But um, we'll move on to the last topic then, and it's a rumour that Resident Evil 8 is due an early 2021 release on PS5 with a redesigned Chris Redfield and Stalker Enemies. The website Biohazard Cast is claiming that the 8th instalment in Capcom's classic franchise will be called Resident Evil 8 Village, which is a working title, and is due for release on both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 as a cross-gen title in early 2021, but it does say in the article that the coronavirus could affect the timing of the launch. Um, Obviously, you guys are all, or were definitely big Resident Evil fans. I don't know if Mighty still is, but... This is something that uh, you guys are definitely interested in. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess it's not too unexpected. I, I did expect that Resident Evil 8 would be coming soon. I think we even maybe said a few weeks ago about that, that I, I wouldn't really expect it to be too far away now. Because Resident Evil 7 came out, what, was it three years ago? Three and a half years ago? So it's a decent length of time. So, you know, for Resident Evil 8 to be coming out, well, probably four and a half years, something like that, after Resident Evil 7 is not that unexpected. But, I mean, the title's interesting, isn't it? Resident Evil 8 Village, and with the V-I-L-L supposed to be like 8, and then mm. age is kind of <laughs> play on words. They do like to do their play on words, Resident Evil, don't they? I think that'll so, change at least to The yeah, Village or, so. or something like that. So. Village, it just looks crap. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. It's not actually a great title, is it really? Resident Evil, like Village, it just kind of no, sounds no. a bit naff, to be honest with you. So I hope they do change that, but the premise sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, you, you know, playing as Chris Redfield, redesigned Chris Redfield, supposed to, supposedly on the hunt for Ethan. Is he in um, the Village? <laughs> yeah, I assume he is. <laughs> Another yeah. redesign of Chris Redfield. Well, yeah, Jesus, Webb. I know. They can't leave it alone. But... <laughs> Poor guys had more plastic surgery than most celebs. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like the fact that it's going to be linked with Seven, though. It makes sense, I think, to me, that you're going to have sort of, you're going to be sort of uh, chasing the protagonist and the, uh, the seventh one. Um, uh, whether, we don't know what form it'll take. Given the ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, and there's meant to be like a well, when the main villain is supposed to be like a witch or something like that. That's what I was reading. <laughs> so apparently that, that's going to be their equivalent of tyrant or yeah, yeah, it's nemesis. Be someone, like, follows you around and messages you ahead and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. uh, apparently. And who knows a lot of it, but it seems uh, apparently the game's set in Europe as well, so it seems like they're going down the Resident Evil Four route. With oh, they game. don't know what they're doing, honestly. Every Resident <laughs> Evil is different gameplay at this point. True. That is very true, but it does seem like with the whole Europe-centered-focused and, you know, this whole, like... Because Resident Evil 4 kind of had, like, witchcrafty stuff in it as well, didn't it? As well, sort of weird stuff like that. So it seems like they're going down that route, um, which isn't a bad idea. Resident Evil 4 is probably the best game in the franchise, so... Well, yeah, when um, they said there's going to be a witch stalker, I've just got left for dead in mind. Like, you're going to be <laughs> walking through, like, eerie village, yeah. like, alleyways and stuff like that, and you're just going to see, like, a witch sat on the floor crying ready to run after you it's going to be it's going to be intense if it's anything like that sounds like real on a friday night that <laughs> undeniable yeah. not anymore yeah, exactly <laughs> oh no not at the minute but um they're obviously going with the uh, first person view again which i'm pleased about because I, I i want there to be a difference between what they're doing with the remakes and what they're doing with the new game so i'm glad they're going to go down the first person path again for uh, continuity, continuity, if I can even speak, yeah, that that makes sense. I'm I'm glad actually. Like we talked, didn't we, a yeah. while back about whether they chop and change? But I think for the mm. mainline sevens, eights, if they're going to continue it with nine, I think that needs to be set in a way. Now, Matty said a few minutes ago they don't know what the hell they're doing. Let's at least have some consistency going forward yeah. with the with the main releases. I think. Well, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Because then it actually feels like different games rather than. If you have them all as third person, it's all kind of melds into one. But at least you've got the remakes they're making. And I, I don't know, I still fully expect they're going to probably make Resident Evil 4 remake it because it's the biggest game in the franchise. And I don't know why they wouldn't do that because it's just, okay, it'd be money for them. Easy money, really. Um, so they'll probably do that in a couple of years. But um, yeah, I think with the mainline ones, like you said, Perks, I think it just makes sense to have them as first person. Now, I thought it worked well in Resident Evil 7, to be honest with you. I mean, everyone was sceptical before it came out, but it actually worked really well. It did add an it did add a level of tension to the game um, that was 
that w- that was lacking in five and six, of course. So, but you know, they let's not back. talk too much about five and six. No, I mean the. Five was okay, but six was obviously... I asked this a few game. weeks ago, and I can't remember the answer. Which one's the one when you're in the African village and you can play five. co-op? Is that five? five? Okay, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. played that one with Bobby. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, though, actually, Eld, because six is even worse than that one. Oh, is it? Resident Evil it's 6 awesome. is the one. I mean, Elden yeah. was alluding to it before, like how he said, you know, I used to like Resident Evil. Well, well I did until Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> That was oh, by was far it, one I, of the no, worst actually, games I've ever played in my life. An even worse one that we all played that Perks actually recommended to us all. <laughs> Raccoon City, Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, that was just Absolutely. the icing the cake, really. The best game in the franchise. Don't know Absolutely what you're talking about. Absolutely atrocious. I mean, this is, this is in the days when funds were scarce as well and we dropped 40 quid on that abomination. Oh, just <laughs> It was trading value. You didn't drop anything. Yeah. People traded in games for it. I just Which want to reiterate that I traded in FIFA Street and Mass Effect 3. Oh my one. god. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? More like, what and were that, they you know, thinking with Operation Raccoon City? It was rubbish. Such a missed opportunity. I mean, it's we only even awesome. managed to complete the game because I managed to kill Leon on my own. <laughs> even though we should Such have killed him. Such a broken game. You're hovering over him, he's wounded, like press X or whatever it says to kill Leon, and then it just does a loading screen and he's apparently disappeared ten like ten miles away. And he Absolutely literally one shots you with his pistol. Yeah. Yeah. I was fighting so hard, so hard to kill that last boss on my own because I was like, the game just has to be over. I yeah. never want to play this game again, please. We can't yeah, fight this To the start of our battle, which would have been abysmal. So just a terrible game, but they didn't know what they were. I mean, that, that whole era from probably like 2010 to 2013, 14 was the worst era in Resident Evil history. Absolutely didn't know what they were playing at. They almost killed it, killed it off, to be honest with you, before 7 came out. So... Well, that's the thing, man. They had to start again. They did yeah. kill it off. Like they couldn't have carried on releasing games like that, or like like five, six. If seven would have been like just the next in line of that, then the the franchise wouldn't be where it is right now. No, because I mean, there is a renaissance at the minute, isn't it? Even though, I mean, I'm going to try it myself pretty soon. But Resident Evil Three is not meant to be quite as good as two, but it's still a good game and. You know, all, it's had three co- sort of successful games in a row now with seven, two and uh, two remake and three remake. So they're on a bit of a roll. And if they can carry that on with eight and then the inevitable Resident Evil 4 remake, then they're going to be in a really healthy position. No, they will. They seem to be doing very well so far with the remakes, like you said, uh, Renaissance. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with eight. And uh, obviously you guys will be playing it whenever it does come out, I'm sure. So you can let us know. Just touching on it very, very, very quickly. The, 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 that Silent Hill, the, the rumours keep going on and on, don't they? And that is meant to be, apparently, an exclusive for Sony, if it ever comes out. You just so, couldn't resist the Silent Hill rumour. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. I mean, it's like every day there's like a new rumour about it. So 74 no weeks in a row, stood with the Silent Hill rumour. <laughs> I'm just going to say there's no smoke without fire when it's been mentioned this many times. But expect no, it at some point. No substance, though, is there? Isn't it just like, oh well, yeah, we might yeah. be getting it. Oh, next week. Oh, we might be getting it. <laughs> they keep getting like, like, reports on like, Reddit and people posting on like Resair and Reddit and it's like, well, some are reliable, some yeah, are Yeah, but I so. can go and post on Reddit. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you probably have before posting on Reddit. Post something because Sud will report on it next week. <laughs> yeah, well. Eventually, they will be right. This might last a long time, but eventually yeah. they will be right, so yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. There you go, then. 
that they will. But anyway, that brings the end to the podcast. So thanks for listening as always. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe and comment below with your thoughts on the topics we covered today. If you're listening to us on any audio platform, please leave us a nice review and also pass on the pod to a friend or family member as that will also help the channel to grow or the podcast to grow. You can also follow the podcast on social media on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at ChetReachPod. Links will be in the description below. And you can follow the guys on social media. Where can people find you, Sud? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David Tenspud. Perky. At JG Perks. Matty. Um, Has no idea. At Matty Jesus. <laughs> Sorry there, I was was on mute, I was on mute, it's it's at my cheating, honest, I wasn't just like taken away. (laughs) He's still here and it's at my cheating, there you go. And uh, (laughs) you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at lel3ds, at a 9am for Instagram. So yeah, thanks for listening as always, we'll be back next week with some more gaming news, Um, stay healthy and well, and don't get too bored in self-isolation. Bye guys. Bye bye. Thank you.